Love. Hey, y'all. This is episode two of Manly Musings podcast here with Merritt Peasley and Kevin Cueva. Uh, still trying to figure out how to actually get episode one uploaded. We'll get there. I promise. Don't don't you worry. But um, we're ready to dive right into what we've got for you guys tonight. Um, again, this is all about sports, all about things that we enjoy. So just take it for with a grain of salt, y'all. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> Just live, laugh, love, and enjoy the show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so like we did last week, we want to start off every week talking about kind of quick updates with the sports world. Biggest thing right now, in my opinion, is NBA tips off tonight. Uh, first game literally tips off in 20 minutes on the East Coast. So let's kind of start there. What What are your thoughts here, Kevin? Who Who do you think wins the two games tonight? Plus, give me a prediction for for what you think the rest of the season is going to look like. Ah, man, I love this time of year. I'm excited that it has come even sooner than we expected. I'm usually expecting to see some preseason games at this time of year. But the fact that the NBA decides to move up their season uh, a little bit earlier than Halloween is very exciting for me. I think it's going to be a great season as uh, the Bucks won in six after beating the Suns in the really hard-fought series. I'm just really excited for this new season to come out. We got the Lakers that are retooling. For those that don't know, I'm a big Lakers fan. So to see – I'm sorry, Merritt. I mean, just to be able to see LeBron back, see Westbrook back, see Anthony Davis, I want, I'm very curious how that's all going to work out. I'm very excited to see how Brooklyn is going to work out. They're playing tonight against the Bucks. Um, I think I forgot without Kyrie. Remember, without we, Kyrie, they're not gonna yes, have him. We talked about that last week, so we don't need to go into that again. I think Milwaukee is home. I think Milwaukee will edge it out a very, very close game. As um, I just think Milwaukee, their team chemistry is just a touch better. But uh, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna count the Nets completely out. I think it's gonna be a very close game, very good one, and then. We end tonight, 10 o'clock game on TNT, I believe, is the Lakers at home against the Warriors. Yeah, that's what um, I've got I'm here. I'm a big, yes, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I, I want to stick to my guns. I think the Lakers are going to do great. Um, I just really sh- curious how this team chemistry is going to work out. I mean, if you look at the team, the name, the star power on this team is impeccable. Um, it also would have been probably your all-star team in the year 2010 to 2012. Um, that's how old we have this team right now. I think you're one of your youngest players, Malik Monk, uh, who came over from, I believe Charlotte, but definitely a retooled golden state team. Clay Thompson is back in the mix that can, I mean, I think golden state is a serious wild horse this year. Um, they have a really young core with James Wiseman as their big man, Draymond Green out here, along with Steph. Uh, got, you just can't count Steph out. And you got Wiggins yeah. who can come off. He's going to probably play more than your small forward and let Draymond play that power forward position where he is probably one of the best defensive players in that position. Um, yeah. But they also, I saw today, they signed Gary Payton Jr. Um, to a two-way. I believe to a two-way contract and that boy, I, I like him. I remember watching him at Oregon state. The kid can play basketball. 
if you're giving this kid um, Alex Crusoe or whatever his name is out in Chicago now, who just made a way too much money for what he does. Um, oh he's yeah. On the Lakers. Like if you're giving him a chance, I don't know why you're not giving the gloves son glove junior a chance out there to show what he can do. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be definitely interesting. Uh, th- I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Lakers might pull it out by a couple points. But, you know, I'm not going to count out Golden State. I definitely want to see how healthy Clay is after having the layoff, the year off. Um, he's had two years off. He hasn't played uh, basketball yeah. in like two years, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm curious to see where the stamina is, how the knee is feeling. Um, you don't know how they're going to be uh, when they, it's, you know, first game, first time going up against an opponent. Yeah, so, that's, that's true. And especially going up against a team like the Lakers. I'll give them that they have the star power, which is fantastic. It is fun to watch that kind of team. That's like the team you make in NBA live and 2K, like as kids. Yeah, like that's, a, that's our fantasy team. team right there. But like, I just don't know. You don't have enough basketballs. Let's be honest. Yeah. And I mean, exactly. <laughs> like everybody the on that team all is year ball dominant. Them. It's a ball dominant Lakers team. But then again, you know, Sometimes I look at it this way. Some of those older guys, they just want an, a ring. They yeah, want a ring. You know, Melo, that's all that he's there for. Melo doesn't care about anything else besides. My God, totally forgot about Melo. Yeah, Melo on that team. I mean, if I were to look at that roster right now, I mean, it's just, hold on. But just so I just to put it in perspective for everybody that is listening slash hopefully listening. I mean, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Lakers roster. Yo, Lakers bro, the, the, roster. I, I've got it pulled up right here. Carmelo, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Avery, I mean, Brad, Avery Bradley, who they literally just picked off of waivers from Golden State. Yeah, this is um, this is ridiculous. You have, hold on, let's see, DeAndre Jordan. You have Dwight Howard, Wayne Ray Rondo. Yeah, Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn. And yeah, I mean, it's just... It's none out of, of these, control. None of these guys besides what Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Taylor Horton Tucker were on this team last year. Yeah. Everyone else is brand, brand new. new. Um, I think they're going to be good. I, I, I don't see them winning the West. I think over time because they're going to have to set sit players out. Anthony Davis hasn't played a full season in two, three years because of health issues. LeBron James is almost mid thirties, 37 years old. So he's getting up there in age. You got, sorry, Carmelo Anthony, who is a shadow of himself. I love Melo. I thought he was great coming out of college. I remember watching him two years ago in Phoenix when he played for the trailblazers. And it was so cool. His shot is beautiful. It's like one of the most like, artistically sound shots I've ever seen in my life. Um, DeAndre Jordan. I don't remember the last time he played basketball. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dwight Howard Lord only knows Dwight Howard. I, what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Let's to be honest. It'll be interesting. I'm really excited to see golden state, like reclaim that throne that they belong on. I think they still have a lot left in that tank. And granted, Clay is coming off of two years of not playing basketball. They say he looks great, but that's on one-on-one drills and walkthroughs and stuff. 
it'll be good to see him back out there. It'll be interesting to see what he does if he once he hits his first shot. How he acts is going to be huge. Oh, Seth, yeah, for sure. Curry, you don't have to worry about. He's going to light it up. Um, I think he's going to be one of the big guys that has to get used to those shooting fouls now where it's, hey, defender is going to be in your face and you can't just try to make contact and get the shot up and get a foul. They're not calling that anymore. So that'll yeah, be, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how everything flows this year. I mean, you're going to, you know, we're talking, if you talk about conference by conference, you know, the nets are going to definitely be in it for the East along with the bucks, the bucks have retooled and, but most of the bucks have the rosters pretty much has stayed the same. I think they just upgraded yeah, slowly. They lost um, PJ Tucker and I can't remember. They, they added, Grayson Allen, and I, I saw they signed him to a, an extension, which is good. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty decent player. Not, not someone you're going to write home about all the time, but he he can play. So he's in the NBA for a reason. Let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, um, I I think honestly, I I honestly think we see Milwaukee like pull it out again this year and go to the e- at least Eastern Conference Finals. And yeah. my dark horse for the East is Miami. I don't, they're getting no talk. No, and- I 100% agree with you. I think Miami with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler adding with a Bam Adebayo. They, they, they have, have another veteran that's on they, there. They took PJ Tucker. They have uh, one of the Morris yes. twins. Um, Tyler that's Hero be- looks like his former self again. You got, um, who's the kid from New Hampshire? Um, my God. Not, not not McDermott, um, Roberts or whatever, who just shoots threes all day long. Hey, great for him. That's I yeah, think I th- that I, team is going to be your top in the top three majority. Yeah, of the I year. think oh, 100 percent. I definitely agree, especially the fact that you get a healthier Miami team because you can definitely see through last year that they were extremely burnt out after going through the finals against the Lakers. You could see that that, all the teams. And that was, yeah, I think that was the worst part about last season is they had what, two months off. And then they're like, yeah, they're beat up. You're getting back into basketball. And it's like, these guys usually have three months off before they even touch a basketball again. Yeah. It's going to be definitely interesting for the East. I mean, if I had to pick it, pick it, who's going to be the Eastern finals. I still think it's going to be Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And then when it comes to the West, the West is forever the wild, wild West. Yeah, I that mean, one's, that Jamal be... Murray coming back, Denver, it could be a completely different team because the Nuggets the... running through the Western Conference last Phoenix year. Phoenix looks great again. Phoenix um, still looks not good. extending yep. DeAndre Ayton, so he's all upset about not getting a huge contract extension like he thought he would. Um, yeah, so hopefully that doesn't really affect them I, with, uh, with play. I hope it doesn't. I hope he's like smart enough to realize just play basketball. Like, well, and all that stuff will work itself out at the end. Like if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not like, that's it. Um, Yeah. I, tonight I'm, I'm thinking Milwaukee takes it over the, the nets. I think it's going to be, they say they're, you know, they're, they're fine without Kyrie, which is great. Patty Mills is going to step up. I saw a report, Javon Carter, our boy from West Virginia. He's going to play some significant minutes. Finally, finally, somebody got to play him. Dude, I was I just I still couldn't even believe last year 
I know we are a West Virginia alumni team. So uh, whoever is listening and you guys are wondering why the hell we're talking about Javon Carter, but like, let's be real for a second. I still don't know, understand how he didn't even get any burn when Chris Paul was out or in the playoffs. And you let what Cameron Payne, who had one good game, one good game. He went off when Paul got hurt and they won that game, which was great. And then the next game he couldn't find a basket. He couldn't play defense. And I'm going, yeah, Javon, it doesn't have the best offensive rounded game. It's gotten better yeah. as he's been in the league. And this is what, year five? Year five uh, or six? I thought it was like year four. Yeah, year four, year five. Three year four, because he's he's literally been on a different team every year. He's he was been. on the Grizzlies for a year and a half, the, the Suns for a year and a half. Yeah, so yeah. this is year four. But like, it's gotten better as he's been in the league, which is fantastic. I'm now excited to see him take that next step in everything and go, okay, we need you to just score 10, 12 points a game, not asking a lot, play your defense. Cause that kid is going to be a pain in the ass to anybody. Just play your defense, hit your threes. And then that's pretty much all you have to do. Yeah. Um, That's all if you need to, that's it. it, Cause he is, I think he is probably the second best point guard they have on that team. Whoever the kid was that came in last year during the Celtics series with the Nets, I can't. He went off for like twenty points in two games, a couple games. Um, the short guy, and I wish I could remember his name, but he, he's good. But he's not. I don't think he's this next best player in the point guard position behind Patty Mills. Which player are we talking about on oh, the Nets? Yeah, I gotta look it up. I'm just gonna oh, really gonna God. mess with me if I do not. Because there's a bunch of players that were on the Nets last year. I don't know if they're still Bruce, on the Nets anymore. Is it? Uh, oh, Bruce Brown. Yeah, but he they have him listed as a small forward. The dude is six four. Yeah, you're. I'm six four. That is a shooting guard point guard now in the nba you are yeah. not that yeah um, yeah but then again was... pj tucker's a five a six seven six nine power forward in the nba so or center depending on yeah, the yeah, center depending on who you're playing <laughs> um all right well let's let's just jump here because we, we've been talking about basketball for a little bit and we will be talking about basketball later too um yes mlb playoffs my team is crushing it. The Red Sox, bro, last night put up 12 on the Strohs. Um, they have saw hit that. three grand slams in two games. Uh, I saw some stat last night. Out of the last nine grand slams that have been hit in postseason history, eight of them have been from the Red Sox. Wow. Eight. That's a hell of a stat there. That's That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Kiki Hernandez is hitting just above 500 right now. Boy is balling. Um, it is such a fun series to watch. The pitching is actually not too bad. I was scared shitless watching the Rays series last week with how they started. And I went to bed at game two going, oh, my God, we're going to get blown out. We're screwed. We're done. We beat the Yankees. Thank God we beat them. And then all of a sudden, it's three games around. I'm like, okay. Lose the Strohs in the first game. All right, all right. Kind of a crappy way to end it. Your bullpen basically lost you the game. Um, and then game two, Grand Slam. Grand Slam. I'm like, what? 
put up enough points, thankfully, ahead of the time because the Astros did score five in game two. And last night they scored three. So they 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 uh, first pitches in about half hour or so, which is great. Um, I'm really hoping they win tonight and then they can close it out tomorrow um, in Boston. Just want to be done. I don't want to drag that out to the full seven down in Houston. <laughs> uh, and then the Braves are up to nothing right now on the Dodgers. I'm not going to lie to you, Merritt. I have not watched much baseball once my Yankees were out. Well, truthfully. yeah, it I, just, it just the way it goes. It, I mean, I know I, I did watch the Red Sox put that butt whooping on the Astros, which was great. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know anything about what's going on in baseball right now. I'm letting all the people listen to it right now. Merit, I, I trust your gut on here. I, I'm not, I still hate the Red Sox, even though I do thoroughly enjoy their stadium. It is very beautiful. That's um, yeah. That, that highly is, recommend somebody seeing a game there. As but, long as you're like under six foot two, because you can't sit uh, in the grand oh, yeah. in the normal it's, stands. Uh, yeah, unless they're you're too, under they're six too feet. small. Hundred yeah. percent too small for yeah. anybody that is at least six foot. It's a, a tough time. But, yeah, I, I mean, if you unless you can get a seat at the Green Monster. But, you know, you have to fork up the dollars for that one. That's a uh, pricey ticket. But, no, um, I don't really watch baseball throughout the year. Um, it's just too much. It's 162. It is. It's 162 games. It um, is. And I and that, and that's my thing. It's just, like, I, you can get onto a spree. And then, like, when you see, like, your team losing, like, five, six, seven straight, you're just like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. My yeah. heart can't handle this. And it then, is. like, this is the time where, if, I'll be honest, like, I think, me, I'm like a casual baseball fan. Yeah, I would here. more be inclined to watch during this time of year because it's just not so much. It's just the right amount. It's like and hockey I'll be too. happy with it. Like I don't really yes. pay a lot of attention to hockey. Like I watched, I could tell you, I I watched four games last year, and one of yeah. them was when they were playing when the Bruins were playing in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> like that was, I mean, that was just cool. But like, I, I, these aren't sports that I grew up caring as much about like I love listening to baseball games. I think it's more fun to listen and yep. just have it on in the background. That's how I grew up with my dad. He always mm-hmm. had it on. Um but like I can't sit down you know they play I, I every thoroughly day. enjoy going to baseball games oh, and yeah. hockey games. Those are um, so much fun. I would rather watch those are sports I would like rather watch in person than I would sit down and watch them on TV. Like I'd be good. I'm like, honestly, I'll be good with your Hulu highlights. Like that's what it would be to my extent for those sports. But all right. I think we have one more top one more, one or two more topics. Yeah. We got a couple more. So we'll jump right through it. Coach O in LSU. I think it's horribly handled. Um, All these reports that are coming out, like, okay, cool. Whatever. Like should have been handled much better by, I think the athletic department. Um, And they're losing a lot of recruits. They've already had a bunch of them basically come out and say, I can't, I'm committed here because of Coach O. I like Coach O. Um, they weren't saying that he is a bad coach or a bad recruiter. It's more that his coaching staff around him was not up to par for what the kids were looking for. So um, sad for him. I think he's a fantastic guy. West Virginia could really use a defensive coordinator. Uh, so Coach O, Neil Brown. Hook it up somehow because your defense. As much as I would like, love Coach O, I, 
I don't know if we need if all the reports of him came true. I feel like ugh, I just that is it. That's what you call a mess in college oh, yeah. football. hundred uh, percent. Um, for those that don't know, um, there have been talks around the LSU program that pretty much the players have stopped playing for him. His coaches have decided to stop coaching for him. So pretty much there's they, one report that had he had his girlfriends, you know, whatever girl he was seeing come out and run drills in the practice. Like there, there are things like if that's what's really happening, like, yeah, that's that ain't cool. It's bro. a mess like, for you to your head coach. Like, uh, so I guess if I've read one rumor going on on one of the one of the like the the dirt sheets, I guess you could call them. I think they said that he won his national championship. He filed, they filed for a divorce with his wife. Then like pictures of him surfacing with like women in bed were coming out, which is awkward. And then that he would visibly be bringing like women he's been seeing to the, the facilities for whatever reason. And then I think he, there was a report that he went to a gas station and was hitting on a woman in which the woman was pregnant. And he said, that doesn't really matter. And then he ended up, that woman ended up being a, an official, an LSU official's wife that he did that to, which got back to LSU. And then everything else kind of came crumbling down from there. So I think he's probably going to be out of a job for a while. But yeah. then again, we've seen other things happen, you know, i.e. Urban Meyer-esque. We don't need to go there. But I definitely, he'll run his course. You know, LSU will maybe win. What I can still see them winning like six games, going to a lower bowl. They're four and two. They're they're in a yeah. pretty decent spot. Like I'm, I I mean, unless, unless they want to just like stick it to Coach O and be like, yeah, you know, we're still going to be a good team even here without you. But, but he's coach. I think he's coaching out the year. Yeah, he's coaching out the year, which I'm very very confused by truthfully yeah. i think it's i think the main thing why they're having him coach out the year is because so the deal right now is because he signed that huge contract lsu is going to be paying him out 17 million dollars so Bro, if they didn't let him a lot of money yeah so if they didn't have him finish out coaching out the year i think they would have had to give him more money and i just oh, think yeah. lsu didn't want to do that which i don't honestly blame them you should be investing into your current program into your current coaches. So think about that. For over the next couple of years, you're going to be paying out this guy $17 million while he's probably could be coaching somewhere else or just hanging out. Mm-hmm. But again, Coach O, shout out to you. You know, Good. if hey, I had work. a fun sound effect, it would be, uh, oh, man, it would be one of those like, I congratulations, just you played yourself. I just want to have his voice just be like, look hard. Crawl her. Yeah. Like, like, bro, well, I can't even understand you, but that's fantastic. You live that you fit down there. Um, right, let's yes. talk real quick about the last last two things we have here. Um yes. for those sneakerheads or people that love, you know, sneakers, all that, like Kevin and I do. Um, the sneakers app dropped a huge surprise on Saturday or Sunday on their stories of what's upcoming for this week, uh, with three silhouettes of what looks like what a Jordan one. A low top Jordan 11 is the rumor. And then I think it was a Jordan four. 
Um, yes, I think the silhouettes. Those three, possibly, possibly. And they basically said, "Keep your eyes out this week." So my eyes have been hooked to the sneakers app around 10 a.m. every single day, going through this feed, everything. Um, hopefully, they have figured out things that we can have a great chance of getting something. Because yo, if I can, if they drop the UNC ones again and I can snag those, I'm quitting the game. I will walk away. I mean, hundred percent. Me, I mean, honestly, I've been trying to up my collection in Jordan ones for the last like year now. Any Jordan one to my collection would be great. Um, but right now, if anything, I'm just I'm just curious to see what they are, and yeah. hopefully, we're right on those. I've seen pictures. I'm not gonna like release them. You guys have Instagram. You guys can go find them. But if anything, I would say. Let's just, you know, uh, sanitize fingers crossed that it is uh, going to be a good one. And hopefully we got a, some W's this week. That's the hope. All right. So let's touch on this. I know you didn't hear about this apparently today because you were working. Yes. Um, ben Simmons is not made a dollar since he's come back to the uh, 76ers um, because he was fine. He was fine for missing all four of the preseason games. So it was like cumulative to like $1.4 million. um, And he got tossed from practice today. He is suspended tomorrow night's game um, for conduct detrimental to the team. Joel Bede came out and basically said, I'm not his babysitter. I don't want him here. Um, The whole team is fed up with him. Like, yo, bro, he's had a pic. There was a picture of him yesterday. He had his cell phone in his pocket at practice. Yo, why'd y'all even just say, well, why didn't you just y'all say, no, you pull, literally pull the nets and just say, no, we don't No, just Kyrie's doing it because of COVID. We've already talked about that, but like Ben Simmons is doing it because Ben Simmons is an idiot. He is a horrible basketball player. Like his IQ, they say is phenomenal. I'm sorry. Did you all watch the playoffs last year? He had a wide open dunk and he threw it out of bounds to his teammate. That ain't a what that ain't good IQ. Oh, Ben Simmons. I mean, honestly, you saying that, I just they need to get him out of there. And honestly, it's gonna take a team that really wants to take a risk because truthfully, I I think Ben Simmons has hit his ceiling. I don't think he's gonna get any better. Uh, because I think he chooses not to get better. Uh oh, unfortunately, I, I think it's going to be. Because I think teams are going to be asking, they're going to be asking for number one picks for this guy. Uh, I know, like, there have been projected trades that have been around. I know, like, Portland was initially interested, but I know for a fact they're not giving up Dame Lillard for Simmons. Or they're not giving up CJ. Yeah. And I like, and that's, and my thing is, I don't even think Ben Simmons is even worth a number two on a team. No, he's, I don't think, I can't think of who, where he would go. I think he's just, if anything, they're going to have to buy him out. And then maybe he signs with some team. But, yo, I saw I mean, a, uh, someone called him the expensive version of Draymond. And he now could I, be. I can't not see that. Like, yeah, I, but at the same time, like Draymond has been known as that great defender. I'm a big fan of Draymond, truthfully. I like um, him. I just wish he, would just shut up sometimes. 
But I mean, that, honestly, that's any, that's any, that's any, that's any defender. Every <laughs> defender is the same way. They all got that damn attitude that they say whatever the hell they want. And I think, you know, him going to Golden State is very intriguing. But I just don't think he would mess with great Draymond. I think Draymond would run him into the ground and he I would agree. bully him out. Yeah, uh, Draymond. Because he Draymond wouldn't be able will. to handle it. Yeah. So I agree. I, you know, it's unfortunate again. You know, you talk about Philly. They went and they had their fans. They wanted to go ahead and trust that process. And look where that process has gotten them. It is two Eastern Conference finals that they've ended in heartbreak. You've got Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. And truthfully, that doesn't doesn't really scare me. Honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm more scared of the Atlanta Hawks with just a Trey Young shooting threes from half court. I, I Yeah, same here. All right, well, let's dive into what we're going to talk about tonight. So yes. tonight, tonight we are we are talking about our sports, you know, what our favorite sports teams are, how and why we got into loving sports like we do. Um, yeah. if, is it important in our relationships? All that kind of fun stuff. So I know we've been talking for about 30 minutes already, so we're going to dive right in um, and get this ball rolling here. So, Kevin... How, how did y'all, how did you get into sports? Like, how did you become a fan of who you're fans of? Like, where, where did this all start? Uh, for me, I think my first like viewing of sports was watching when my family would come over and our, our family's big into basketball. Um, during the time they were big into Michael Jordan, uh, essence, my Chicago bulls, uh, mm-hmm. crew neck right now. Um, they love the Chicago Bulls and me, I always wanted to go against the grain and I would root it against the Chicago Bulls as much as I would love to say I'm a huge, uh, Michael Jordan fan. I didn't really appreciate him until later. My favorite player when I was growing up that I I got exposed and I started to like really like sports was I loved Gary Payton, um, Gary Payton and the Seattle, Seattle supersonics. That 1990, I want to say 96 NBA Finals when they went up against the Bulls. Uh, they, have to, no, they um, was it 96? 96 was uh, the pu- the push game where was they beat no, the Jazz. No, ni- 90, 90, I think 98, 97 is the push game. Mm, no, no, because they won. No, because they're the, they play the Jazz 98 and then. 99 if i remember or it's 96 and 97 but because i know one of them had to be when i was like five years old and that's when i was a fan if you want to double check me real quick i i I am looking it up so they have championships 91 92 93 96 97 98 so you're right 97 98 is the back-to-back against utah and then 96 was when they played the supersonics if i remember correctly yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Because I love my favorite players on the Supersonic. So GP is one. Sean Kemp is oh. another. And honestly, if uh, and we'll get into what I love to collect on another day, but I'm a big jersey guy. If anybody can find me a Death Left Shrimp jersey, number 11 from the Seattle Supersonics back in the day, I would truly appreciate you. But that was right. one they, of the they did they played the supersonics in 96. So I was Let's wrong. I, I was talking about 97, 98 when yes. they annihilated the jazz. Yes. But that's probably one of my 
times that I really started to really dive into sports. I loved basketball. I loved playing it with my friends outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Literally from when I grew up outside of this window here where I lived, we would have a, we had a basketball court in the center of our cul-de-sac and from 12 PM to 7 PM, we'll be playing basketball nonstop. Um, If we were not playing video games, that's what we'd be doing. Um, it, we let we did other sports, but basketball was the one that always stuck with me. And I remember when I was younger, I used to try and remember all of the team names, remember all the players. Um, so from being uh, being that fan of Gary Payton, I had like my fandom and some of my favorite sports teams, which you guys will hear later on. But that I definitely think that is probably the main thing that really got me going. Because uh, I'll be honest, my parents were not really huge sports people. Um, so I kind of got the sports from just watching it on TV and then playing it with my friends when I was younger. Nice. Nice. That's definitely how I think majority of us get into it. Um, for me, it was a little different. My dad is a huge basketball player. So when I was born, he had you know, offers when he was in high school. He went to play at the ABC camps, so or whatever it was prior to that. So the top camps for all the top recruits and top That's players amazing. in the country. My dad got to go down. Um, at that point, he had offer letters that are sitting on my wall behind me uh, to Army and Davidson to go play oh basketball, um, play D1. He was pretty damn good. Um, and, and just he gave up on that because of knowing he was good. But he's from New Hampshire. New Hampshire good is like New York bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, New York basketball is superior to a lot of other states, especially in the Northeast, like New England. Like, Boston is really good and certain hubs around it. But don't see a lot of people come up from New Hampshire, except for my boy, Matt Bonner. Great guy right there. Shout out um, to the Red Mamba. Yeah, boy. Um, but so you had that. And wait, I, I actually scratched that. I think that's that definitely was was that his nickname? Yeah, yeah. Was, Kobe, it is the Red Mamba. Kobe. Kobe came up with Red Mamba. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I felt like he he was in the three point shooting good. contest and he started draining everything. And Kobe was sitting in the sidelines going, "That's Red Mamba." And that that and it stuck. Um, Love it. He was like the Red Rocket for a little bit too. Yes, that's um, why I was thinking that was another. Nickname he was the that Red was Rocket up in. Uh, when he was in Toronto and then when he started with the Spurs, but mm-hmm. yeah, he became the red Mamba. Um, Brian Scalabrini is the white Mamba because he's that's, like, that's what I was thinking. Cause Brian he's like, Scalabrini too is the Mamba like, name ghost white. Um, yes. But so my dad grew up playing basketball. I grew up playing basketball and it was just that love of like that connection between my dad and I. Um, so I grew up, watching the Celtics in the early nineties. My dad is a huge UNC basketball fan. I don't know why he loved UNC. I think it was probably because of Dean Smith. He has a huge appreciation for that man. Rest in peace to that. One of the best basketball coaches ever um, right there. And it just kind of grew. Um, we watched basketball games and football and baseball games together all the time. When I was a kid or listened to him on the radio um, opposite of you, I love watching Jordan and I became a huge Jordan fan. I became a huge Bulls fan. Like every kid 
besides you. <laughs> I know um, it's it, that's what you know what it was is because I wanted to be different. Because everybody want it. everybody loved Jordan. Everybody could love Jordan because I mean Jordan like none of the younger kids will understand unless they like really truly watched him back in the day. And hopefully they all watch the last dance on Netflix because they have that access. But Jordan, he was so good. And then I think as just someone who wanted to be different, you wanted to see someone who can beat him. Yeah, that's true. I I just loved the Jordan esque like the power and presence that he brought to the game. Yes. And what he did with that basketball in his hands or without it in his hands. Like, I love the story of when he was on Team USA and they just beat Portland. And he literally destroys Drexler at Team USA basketball. He's just like, you know what? I My plan is to literally annihilate this human being. <laughs> it's it, It's such this drive that he had. And I love watching it. Um, and, and of course, you know, growing up in the New Hampshire area, your team is really the Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. so I grew up just loving it. I remember going, I've been to like three or four Celtics games my whole life. Like I saw them when they played the Payton, uh, they played the supersonics years and years ago and Gary Payton was still playing. And one of the things I remember my dad and I are like 12 rows from the court. Closest I've ever sat besides like a Harlem Globetrotters game where you sit right behind the row and like get soaked in water. Um, <laughs> but Gary Payton comes off the court and this is like when they're, it, it was starting to get to the end of his career um, before he joined the Lakers and all of that. And he basically just turned to the team and said, are you fucking kidding me? And slammed a chair and just stormed off to the end of the bench and they were getting blown out by Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce in the early days. Like Ooh. that's bad. Was this one he was on the Sonics? Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Like right near the end of the Sonics, like like time where they were good and they were just starting to become like the uh-oh. middle of the pack. Of middle the of the West. pack, like falling out of the middle. Um, so that's kind of where I came from with the sports. Um, diving into the next question. So this one you brought up. And I find it hysterical. Mm-hmm. Is this something that is important in your love life? Um, man, my my wife loves sports. Not as much as I do. She loves watching football. Um, she would care less about every other sport. Um, but that's okay. What's her favorite team? Patriots. She loves New England. She's from Massachusetts. So Okay. Okay. That um, makes sense. Massachusetts teams and stuff. But, like, she understands it. She gets it. Like I'll be watching the Red Sox. So we were talking about the game last night, having a good conversation about that. She'll watch the Celtics game here and there with me. Um, Cause she knows that's the sport. I literally watch it and I enjoy it, but I also break it down in my head as I'm watching this game going, what do you wrote? Move the ball, like rotate, like, and, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing it in a, a different perspective. Um, we don't really watch hockey not a hockey also, but like Sundays we sit and watch the Patriots game. Like it, it literally, everything revolves around that four hour window with a football game. Um, but I've in my past, like I've had relationships where sports to the person didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, granted they're not in my life anymore. So maybe sports mattered way too much to me then. Um, <laughs> but I would have to say, nah, it's not hugely significant. Um, 
but if they have an enjoyment of sports in some degree, then that works a little bit better. <laughs> now, you now, brought now, it up. Now here's, so what about yeah, you? Now, here's the hold on before I answer mine. Because I would, honestly, I just made up that question just for like conversation purposes to just get some damn content on here. But I was going to ask you, does your now wife, it, Ashley, is it yeah. Ashley? Yep. Ash does now does Ashley be around you when you are watching a W football game? Oh, she has been around me. She and I actually went to. Um, yeah, you went uh, to one this year. We, no, so we went to the Maryland game this past year. Yeah. Um, with one of my friends from West Virginia, Kylie and her now fiance. Um, definitely not the outcome we thought we're going to get. It was very bad, um, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun. Um, I actually didn't really care too much about that game. Like I was more happy to be like at a sporting event. After yeah. Just COVID. so like after just COVID, to be, like, just to be around, like be around 65,000 people. Yeah. Try to see our boy uh, Howard. Um, but it just didn't work out timing wise there. Um, but then we went to a game in 2019. We went to, went to Morgantown and okay. that's, was, that's, a, that's, that's different too. That, like that's a, that is a different type of animal. Yeah. So like we went there, um, I, she was like trying to tell she was, I was trying to get hotel rooms in Morgantown going, babe, you had to get that hotel room like in February, March mm-hmm. at latest, cause they're sold oh, out. Yeah. And sure. she was kind of like, wait, wait, really? Like she had seen me watch games and see me yell at the TV and drink copious amounts of alcohol to deal with being a West Virginia fan, but she'd yep. never been there. Um, and slowly, but surely she's coming around like to liking the team a little bit more. I think it's becoming to going to live games and going to all that. Like it brings a different nuance to it. Um, but yeah, she has definitely seen me yell and scream. Like during the, the game we went to in Morgantown, they played Iowa state where Iowa state was just starting to get really good. Um, yeah. and <laughs> we're standing there. We are 10 rows from the end zone on the West oh Virginia gosh. side, uh, from the, on the visitor side or no, we are on the West Virginia side. Cause they're, they're on the, they're away from the press box. So you can always see the visiting team. Um, okay. One, it was freezing cold because it was October and we were <laughs> not in the sun, even though it started off really rainy and crappy. And we chilled with Leland and drank with him and his buddies all day, um, which is another story in itself. But we literally start screaming like we're yelling and I'm looking at her and she's yelling. I'm going, I'm so proud of you. You have no idea what you're yelling about, but I love it. Thank God. <laughs> like <laughs> it was great. Um and, and we've already talked about, you know, next year we are getting seasons for West Virginia boy. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I haven't gone. I went to a game 2019. Yep. Because um, I had a couple of like my friends that used to come to our gym. Their, um, their husband always travels. So I got, I stayed with them. They live like on top of a hill in Morgantown. So oh, it was Jesus. cool to stay. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a different experience. So to answer that question on my end again, so I have no love life people. The struggle is real. What I think it is important in my love life. If I were to compare it to the time when I had a girlfriend, I think it just helps a little, 
uh, my ex at the time was a football fan, so we at least got to watch football. She hated basketball and did not even like want the time to even learn it. So I think it would probably help if she would understand. Um, if does the does my if I were to have a significant other, do they need to like sports? I would say no. I think what they would need to do is have an understanding of my love for sports. I think like, so for example, we go to back to our love for our alma mater. She's going to have to understand if I'm like grumpy on Saturdays, it's probably because of the fact that something happened there. So she would have to understand be like, all right, oh no, the West Virginia game just happened. He'll be fine. Let him just get over it. And then, okay. But I think it would be, uh, if I were to, if I find another significant under other, I hope she would understand that my love for my alma mater is big, she, that she would be able to understand my passion for it, and that we could like go see sporting events together. Um, that I think that would be like a cool thing because I feel I haven't taken like any female friends to Morgantown. That would be the test if I'm gonna be able to spend my life with them if they can handle coming to Morgantown with me. I think that would be the only way that they would probably stick because they'd have to understand that feeling and love yeah. for for it. it. It's such a different atmosphere when you're actually at the game. Like exactly, it, it's unbelievable. Um, we'll, we'll continue here with everything. Yes, let's keep rocking um, and rolling. We're I think we're making good time. We're not as long winded as we did last time. Oh my god, last week was ridiculous. Um, yes, so. They need to like, uh, can't does something other also need to like sports? Uh, like we are kind of covered that. We already like, touched that, but like, it's yeah, a, it's, no. it's a it's it's a no. It's hey, a no. no. They don't they don't need to, but as long as they understand like the appreciation that you have for your sports teams, whoever it is, that's all that matters. Yes, hundred um, percent. All right, let's let's kind of jump into yes, our the sports favorite, our fandom. favorite team. So like, how we got interested in them. Um, I'm more interested in yours because you're from New York. Yep. But you're a Steelers football fan. Okay. Yeah. And a Lakers basketball fan on top of yeah. being a Knicks fan. How yeah. in bloody hell? How did that happen? Do you like? Yeah. Really, any of those teams? Because you right. know, cool. the Knicks just are Knicks. So, cool. so if anything, let me let's. All right. So I guess you and I will just go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, basketball first, then you go to basketball. And then football, and then so far and so forth. Sound good? That works for me. All right, cool. So, favorite basketball team. If I so, it, we'll start off with college. Before my alma mater, I was always a big Duke fan. Uh, I love Duke. I, I I'm a big fan of the color blue. I don't know what it is, but my thing was I got into them during the 2001 year when they had Jay Williams and they had Carlos Boozer and Dunleavy. Oh, yeah, that was a really good uh, so team. It's a really great team. Dante Jones coming off the bench where he transferred from Rutgers. Um, just a really solid team. And then later on, J.J. Redick went to that team, one of the hated, most hated players ever. I love Duke. And I also was a big fan of the University of Kentucky. Now, the way I'm a big fan of Kentucky, uh, it's hilarious. So when I was younger, um, my cousin in California, he would always wear an M hat 
And I would always be like, well, what is that? And so the M was actually the Michigan block M. And he would always wear that hat because it would be, he would say, oh, it's M for Marlon. And that's the name of my cousin. So in order to follow him, because I looked up to my older cousins, I bought a hat that had a K. And that K hat was the Kentucky K. So I would always rock the hat for Kentucky. And people were like, oh, you're a Kentucky man? I'm like, uh, yeah. So like, I was never a big fan when I was, I mean, I knew of them when it came to like the Ron Mercer years when like Patina was there, when Tubby Smith was there. But I also became a big fan of when we were in college, that first ever Calipari team, where it was John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Bledsoe, Miller, uh, Daniel Orton, that whole freshman superstar group. Oh, Deron Lamb, can't forget him. That whole superstar group that like just went over and just kind of changed the game for college basketball. That was really I, the first time of re- really a, a whole one and done. Yes. A whole squad. one and done, literally a whole squad. And now like teams are living off that, that little, you know, that strategy now. Um, but though, that's how I kind of got involved with Kentucky. So I always kind of follow those two teams for the NBA. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, I follow the Knicks because they're my local team that I watch on TV. And I was a big fan of Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston. Uh, those are my guys watching them make it to the finals as the, as the eighth seed when they lost to the Spurs in five, you know, that's forever lives with me in my childhood. I don't know if I'll ever, hopefully I live to see the Knicks in the finals again, but you know, it's it's hard to be a Knicks fan. You it, know, it's gotta we, be. I uh we were allergic to success for a long, long time. I mean, the Scott Layden ran years, uh, just the horrible signings. I just remember when we couldn't get Tim Duncan, when we couldn't get Tracy McGrady, and I and we couldn't get Grant Hill. What did we do? We went and signed Jerome James. And like why like why would we give money to a guy who only played on the bench i know we're trying to get a replacement for patrick ewing when we left but those days of like when alan houston was like declining and then you know we were kind of like revived a little bit with stefan marbury getting there and then you know all of a sudden then we decided let's just get every guard that dribbles that's like six two and six four let's put them all on one team you know when we had marbury and francis and jalen rose and oh like just if i my heart hurts talking about it and then like even like we go back to recently when you know kevin durant was supposed to come and kyrie irving was supposed to come but where did they go they went across the river to brooklyn and all we had was Julius Randle. But now, granted, Julius Randle has turned out very, very well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, you know, having Thibodeau. proper coaching. Having uh, Thibodeau is a huge, huge thing there. Yes, I think Thibodeau understanding the New York culture. Because one of the things that us Knicks fans like, we like people that work hard. Like, I remember when I was younger, one of my favorites was David Lee. Because you can see that he worked hard. And he was just exciting to watch. That is like a big thing. You know, New Yorkers, New Yorkers, we work hard and we want to see that in our basketball team. We're a hustle and bustle. Um, New York is the mecca of basketball. If you don't play like you can play like in the Rucker, 
We don't want you on our team. Right. Um, so that's how I became a Knicks fan because it's what I would be able to see on the regular. And then I became a Lakers fan because I have a portion of my mom's family that are big Lakers fans. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up going to California and, you know, our, our like the family dog that was in the house we were staying in, his name was Shaq because they loved Shaq. And I just grew up loving the big Aristotle. And then I, I mean, I'll be, I'll admit it. I was not a huge Kobe fan in the beginning, but after when Shaq got traded and he had to deal with those terrible teams, I gained an appreciation for him and I gained appreciation and respect for his game because he would just take control. Yeah, And that's how I ended up being a Lakers fan as well. Be just because, um, I have my family in the West love them. So I love them as well. So I'd root for them. And then here I'd root for the Knicks here because they're my local team and you want to wish for your local team. A lot of people would always be like, well, why aren't you a Nets fan? I had a very good appreciation for the Nets. My favorite player of all time is Jason Kidd, which we could go into another podcast when I talk about favorite players, but, and we even had season tickets for the Nets uh, for a portion of time, but the Nets were like, just an enjoyable thing that I got to do with my family. I got them to like be interested in basketball. So right. I wouldn't necessarily call them my favorite team because I wasn't rolling with them like that. Like, you know, they're just really cool to watch that whole from J kid to Kenya Martin and Richard Jefferson, all those guys. And Vince like Keith Van Horn. Yep. And then the Vince Carter years when they even had to come Mutombo for a little bit. And that was a fun time to be a Nets fan. And I got on the bandwagon. Um, because my favorite player was there, but yeah, then it's always been the Knicks and the Lakers. My dream would be for them to be in the finals together one day. Hopefully I'm still alive when that happens. If not, then, you know, we tried out here, but yeah, Merritt, I've already talked enough on this subject. What about you? I nice. see, I see you're typing out. You do. Yeah, you. So and, and FYI, I know like, obviously WVU is going to be one of our teams, but like you, you guys know that we'll, we could probably spend a whole five hours on West Virginia itself. So we wanted to just give you guys a little something different. Yeah. So man, I I grew up like I said before. My dad was a UNC fan for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. So I grew up loving UNC Tar Heels. Uh. To this day, I am still a huge Tar Heels fan. I am so sad that Williams is gone. I wish he you know, didn't have to retire, but you know, he's getting, he got to that age where he, he got to, um, I'm excited to see what this team does this year. And they've got a pretty decent recruiting class. And you know, as long as they beat Duke, I'm, I could care pretty less. Much if, all that matters. Yeah. It, it's like the Red Sox and Yankees. If the Red Sox can just beat the Yankees, I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I, I fell in love with UNC. I've met Eric Montrose when I was really young, when he played for the Celtics. Um, I really, really cool guy, Rick Fox, not that nice of a guy. Uh, met him as well because they were opening up the new TD garden at the point that time. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, it was something about how that program just was always successful. Um, and they always put out guys that weren't just good at basketball. They were good people. Granted you have Raymond Felton, who is, a piece of shit like later on you know down the line Tyler Hansborough who's psycho T um man you got plenty of others 
Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Carter, Rashad, um, oh gosh, Wallace, Rashid Wallace, rather. Rashid uh, Wallace, so good. And don't forget Rashad McCants. Oh, yeah. Another McCants. good one. Yeah, yep. you got a plethora of NBA players. Plethora. And I I just, I loved it. It was just something I, my dad and I connected with. Um, another college team that I really have started only really liking uh, over the past 12, 13 years was Louisville. Um, and I have no idea truly like how, like, I just kind of like the color red too. Um, there you go. There but my cousin go. was a, a student manager. I mentioned this last week on our, on our first podcast of how he's a student manager and how he got to West Virginia and all that. But like him being there kind of drew me to liking that team. And to this day, like I still pay attention to what they do um, in the ACC and afterwards, if they make a tournament, uh, they're just a fun program to watch. Um, they're very, very young this year. They're great. Okay, last year in the ACC, not too much going on there for them. But, yeah, those are my big college fans and my college teams. Um, I still rep both teams besides West Virginia. Um, pretty sure I have my UNC Tire Hill shirt out for the gym tomorrow morning. So <laughs> that's fun in there. Um, of course, then you get to pro basketball. I have one team. Um, you know, I'm a Suns. I like the Suns. I'm not going to say I'm a fan. I'm not like an in-depth fan with the Suns. Um, I fell in love with the Suns, though, because of Stoudemire and them. That that squad, you know, with uh, Steve Nash, Sean Marion, you know, the, the team that should have won the NBA Finals but never did. Um, but I, I grew up in New England. Basically, you grew up a Celtics fan. Uh, you know, I grew up at the time when, was it Reggie Lewis? And all that sadness happened. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Larry Bird retiring, kind of the Celtics kind of having those two pieces in place to carry that legacy. Uh Len Bias, you know, just yeah. doing a little bit of the 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 nose candy, uh, and not waking up the next day. Rest in peace to one of the best players to ever play the game that never made it to the professional level. Uh, I do love that there is a tape of him dominating Michael Jordan in a park <laughs> in Maryland and just dominating that. him. Uh, they said that he could, he was the only player that anyone could think could stop Jordan. Um, so that was kind of neat. And then basically trudging through the Anton Walker, Paul Pierce, early ages of what is this team? I remember going to a game and watching him and, they had McCants and Mercer, and I'm just going, I don't – Ricky Davis. I'm like, what, this team? This team isn't even fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> and it just kind of progressively got a little bit better, a little – but you're still, like, trudging. You know, Paul Pierce carried us against the Nets that one series um, when the Nets went to the NBA Finals. But, like, it was just hard basketball to watch because – there was no ball movement. There was nothing there. Um, and then, of course, 2008 happens. NBA yes. draft. Shout out to the biggest blockbuster trade to destroy one team and revamp another program um, ever. Let's be honest. Um, now, if we could look at that 13 years later and say who is really the winner, us or the Nets. 
Uh, I still say the Celtics won that one because they got a championship out of it. And yep, we got two 100%. of the best. And we've got two of the best young studs under 25 on our team. Um, oh my God, I know. But they look Car- so good on paper when it first came out. And then the oh, Nets just could do it. You just can't like, do it. I loved when Garnett got here, uh, the tenacity he brought and just put everyone on, like basically lit a fire underneath everyone's ass um, that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I 100% love Ray Allen. I think. Love he is one of those Celtics players that, you know, they are, they pushed him away after he decided to sign with heat. Yeah, I get it. Like I was hurt as a fan that he went and signed with the enemy, but at the same time, everyone knew Rondo wasn't fan, wasn't a fan of him, mm-hmm. that there was a falling out there. I do love the simple fact that Paul Pierce and Ray Allen are now have made amends. Doc loves Ray Allen. Garnett is literally the only one that is still holding this grudge. And it's years and years later, like, come on, man. Like, I love you as a player. I thought I love watching you. I literally do your fadeaway when I play basketball at the post. Like, I know that that move, like, down to a T. Mm-hmm. And I still use it to this day when I play. But, I like, love it. If, in my opinion, if the Celtics are retiring Garnett's number, you have to retire Allen's number. You oh, do not win. Like, you do not win an NBA championship with just Garnett and Pierce. You win it because you have Ray Allen as well. And Ray Allen was clutch all season long. So I love them. I think that whole squad was great. And I'm really excited for this team this year. Last year was a huge disappointment. I love Kemba. I think you're going to get a decent version of him at, in the next organization. He I think is, so too. I think so too. I don't I think, think he's going to be the next. He's Nick. not a number one. He ain't a he, number one. He'll he be should, a strong number two. I honestly think he should be behind Derrick Rose. I think Derrick Rose is a better player at this point. And Derrick Rose is older. But Derrick Rose fits that system so much better. I think he's um, I actually, I think he's going, I think, I'm pretty sure Derrick Rose is probably going to be above We'll Kemba. see tomorrow. I we'll see tomorrow night when they when they when they play your Celtics. Court. Yep. Um. So that'll be fun. But yeah, the, this year I, I'm excited. I don't. I think the Celtics finish anywhere between uh six and four, fourth and sixth place this year. Um. It's a studded Eastern Conference. It's going to be yeah. tough. Um. The Hawks, all that fun jazz. Um. But let's dive into our, our football teams. I'll, I'll start yes. there. Um, yeah. Go ahead. You're the man. So. Let's be straight up. Anything professional related is always going to be New England for me. So <laughs> I will be straight up. It is New England Patriots. Everyone can go. boo me. Can all tell me I suck. Oh, insert your blue sounds right now. Whatever. <laughs> I grew up watching the Patriots before they were the Patriots. Um, I remember watching the 96 um, final uh, Super Bowl where they got their okay. asses handed to them by nice. – the Green Bay Packers, where they came in. Was that as, when Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback? And they yeah. had the red, white, and blue, like, Dude, so they, patriotic They uniforms. had the big the, um, Elvis over the shoulder play. Like, yes. I yes. love that jersey. That's my favorite jersey. Honestly, that, that 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 is a great jersey, and I honestly hope that they bring that back some they way, to. somehow. They got to bring it back to that retro come on, jersey. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You, could, you can do it, New England. Yeah, do it up. But, like, so that. I remember watching that as a, like seven years old and 
not truly understanding what was happening, but watching and being like, oh, we lost. Well, that sucks. I made it through the Pete Carroll years um, where a guy literally didn't oh my care God, about you did. Oh, bless did not you. care about football, just wanted to get out of New England, blah, 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 blah. And then, yes, we land Bill Belichick after he signs with the Jets and after he becomes a coach of the Jets and then leaves a day later. Um, I'm reading the book Dynasty right now, which is all about the Patriots dynasty. It's so cool to see the inner workings of what they did for that deal to happen. Um, and then, yeah, we got a six-round draft pick, uh, number 199, Uh in that draft and Tom Brady comes to the team and was what, that his pick number of 199 199 was his Is that number. fifth round or sixth round that's a sixth round draft pick right there and he you know didn't know the system didn't know what he was doing like he was the backup for two like a year and a half and learned and became understudy of Drew Bledsoe I'm still a huge Drew Bledsoe fan. I think he was kind of sadly kicked off the team because but Brady did so well. You win a Super Bowl. Like, it, yeah. you can't really replace that afterwards. But I think you got to run the deal um, for sure. Yeah, because I, I think he went – he, he went, went to, to Buffalo, Buffalo after that, and then it and was he went just to like, Dallas after that yeah, for a little bit. Just, and then it just didn't, it just kind of flat, like just kind of that whole injury away. definitely messed with him too. But I, I, I do, I can sit here and say, hey, we got six championship rings. Uh, I am not one that says Brady is the reason we got there. Brady is part of the reason. The first three Super Bowls, we won it because of the def- defense. First off, we had the best defense in the league for those couple of years um, with Ty Law, Willie McGinnis, Richard Seymour, all those motherfuckers. Like, don't <laughs> don't ever come at me and say that Brady was the reason we won all those. No. Ty Law had a pick six against Kurt Warner in the first Super Bowl we won. You don't win that Super Bowl if Ty Law doesn't do that. We don't win those Super Bowls. Ty Law was a don't, stud don't too, kick man. a field goal. But, like, I am a Belichick fan. All right, let, let me start. I'm a Patriot fan. I'm a New England Patriot fan. I am not a Tom Brady fan. I think go. Tom Brady is Let the be known. best quarterback to ever play this game. A hundred percent. Do I also think he's a complete and under douche? Yes, I do. I hated the fact that he won a Super Bowl last year. I want him to lose. I was so shocked this year that the Patriots went na- like tooth and nail with them against the Bucs. Um, and I, I think, yeah, Brady had a bad game, whether all that fun jazz, but like, I'm so tired of the narrative. Like, oh, is it Belichick or is it Brady? They made each other. They made each other better. Like, I'll tell everyone that says oh, Brady's better. I'm like, go read the book. Read the book Dynasty this will actually open up your mind like, and make you think going, huh? Okay. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think of that way. Cause I didn't, I thought Belichick was also like kind of just a dick. He is, but it's also on Brady too. So um, professional sport football team, always going to be the Patriots college. I have one and that's West Virginia because in new England, you grow up with, 
small colleges around here, like University of New Hampshire, where I went for two years, UMaine, Rhode Island, not, not really anything big. BC is your biggest college. Yeah. And they suck at football. Like they had Matt Ryan and Luke Keekley that one time. And after that, they've just been complete and utter dumpster fire um, and get destroyed by really bad teams. Um, so, yeah, no, no college up here that no one, no one really cares about that here in New England. Um, so my real first experience to college football was West Virginia. So it's going to be West Virginia for me there. Um, there we already talked about it. We, we're not going to dive into that. We could literally <laughs> just talk for hours about that. Yeah. Uh, so. We'll let you go on this one. Yes, I know. So football is a very interesting one. So I will start off with college. I mean, like you said, we can rattle off for days about my love for WVU football. Um, But I know I really started to get into college football when I started to watch the USC Trojans fight on. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my cousins actually went there in California. Um. And but one of the things with watching USC, I became a fan of Troy Palomalu, absolute stud over there. And I grew up watching the Matt Leiner era. So Matt Leiner, mm-hmm. uh, Reggie Bush, that whole era of like Trojan football. And you watched awesome. them lose to Texas. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That was terrible. But those were that's where I kind of grew an interest into college football. I just loved watching those guys play and hope that they would make it to the next level, you know, go from Leonard to Carson Palmer to so on and so forth. All the successful QBs that have came out of there, Mark Sanchez, I know complete struggle out here, but you know, lots of great quarterbacks that have came out during that time. And of course, West Virginia is my main college football team, but so I, you have said it earlier on in the podcast, Merritt, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm from New Jersey, and there are the Jets and the Giants here. Um, I don't root for either of them. Um, I'll tell you how I became a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So uh, going to West Virginia my freshman year, uh, so- football Sundays for the NFL were a big thing on, on, on my floor, sixth floor, Bennett Tower. And I needed on I needed to fit in. I wanted to fit in. I need to make some friends. So one of my buddies, shout out to my guy Dylan out here. He was like a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because he's from Pittsburgh. He's like, you should just be a Steelers fan. And uh, shout out to my guy Ben. He was also a Steelers fan. He really re- rooted for his, the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons, but he was also a Steelers fan as well. And we both just kind of. Uh, said to like they both said to me, you should just be a Steelers fan. You know, it's safe. You know, they're a good team. You know, good players. You can't go wrong if you're looking for a solid team to watch. So I thought about it, and I remember Troy Palomalu. He was a safety for USC, and he was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then I was like, all right, you know, that sounds like cool. All right, cool. I'll root for the Steelers. And then I remember uh christmas that year uh my buddies i forgot which one of them got it for me on my floor he handed me a christmas present and it was my first ever terrible towel so right from there i just kind of be like all right steelers are my team so here we go i'm a steelers fan so 
I, I, saw your, I can give that one respect. Like, yeah. So I literally just became a Steelers fan from there, following the team ever since. Uh, Big Ben has been still been our quarterback. We, that first year where I declared myself a Steelers fan, that was the infamous year of the James Harrison uh, interception run and the San Antonio Holmes touchdown catch. And pretty much that's how it all started. And it was been history ever since. Uh, I got to go to my first ever Pittsburgh Steelers game this past weekend. It was absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to my friends that came with me. Um, I drove shout out to my buddy jared who drove the entire time he's a star he had to deal with my snoring in the car ride but oh um, yeah we all yes, know about that i know i know we'll get that that's another story merit but yeah i had a good time that was, that was the first time i ever got a chance to go see a steelers game so that was very exciting for me but yeah that's that's my uh football team for my main football team and i do low-key i do like to root for um, I like to root for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, um, I'll do so, the same. Yeah, so I was, I rooted for the Seahawks because I remember, so part-time I would be working at MetLife Stadium and I happened to work the Super Bowl where it was the Seahawks versus the Broncos. And I remember telling myself, all right, after this game, one of these teams is going to be forever bonded because I got to walk, be a part of being at the stadium when they won the Super Bowl, and whoever wins, I'm going to be rooting for them on on the side. Seahawks won with the Legion of Boom, and, and that's Bruce. pretty much it. Yes, shout out to Bruce, Bruce Irvin, graduated 2012, same year as me. So shout out to him, and that's where it is from there. Yeah, um, I got, my buddy got me a. Uh um seahawks 12 jersey the fan jersey oh that's a fun time yeah so that's pretty dope i do i just i don't know why i just like the colorway i think really for them um all right so baseball i have no inkling of college baseball at all like (laughs) i i could care less about me too so we could skip them so go to your pro team pro team red Sox. come on let's be honest here i know i drink that dirty water boy they are up 2-1 right now against the Astros in game four. So fingers there are crossed that, that we uh, continue this winning streak here, get us into that World Series, get mm-hmm. that other W. Um, yes, yes. Make make all those Yankee fans just start yelling, oh, we have 27 rings, but cool. When was the last time you won one? Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, yeah, but Red Sox, you know, it's growing up in New England, that's – I do know people that are Yankee fans from New England, which is really weird because that is extremely odd. Yeah. Unless you live in Connecticut, but like Connecticut, it's just, I don't even know. I I would say they're a dumb state, but they're not like, they're just confused. (laughs) Like half of them like New England sports and half of them like the Yankees, like the New York Yankees and all the New York teams have won. Pick one or the other guys. You can't do this split between. It just doesn't work. Like, and, oh, I'll go back to the point of like the relationship thing. If I dated somebody or met somebody and they said that they were a Yankees fan, deal breaker. No way. 100%. Oh no God. way. Couldn't oh do God, it. Too I could too not do funny. that. I would, I would be a horrible human being to that person during baseball oh season God. when the Red Sox Yankees played. It would just not be funny. Um, but you've mentioned it. it before. The Yankees are, are your team, right? Yes. Uh, so baseball for me. 
uh, growing up in the tri-state area, you're either a Mets fan or you're a Yankees fan. Derek Jeter is the GOAT. Uh, so I will always hold strong. Love just Derek Jeter as a player, person. I just, you know, number two forever in our hearts out here if you're a Yankee fan. Yo, so my neighbor me, has a above his garage a two with the, the retired number version of oh his jersey. God. I'm like, you got to be it. flipping kidding me. I love it. Sorry, so, yeah, I fly so my it's, Patriots it's, banners it's, out. It's, it's always been a thing for me. So, like, Derek Jeter has been a stable growing up, watching them win their World Series. You know, I love them when they had, like, Tino Martinez, Paul O'Neill, those guys. I love watching them play. They were so good. Uh, if you keep going, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he was Asian, too, and he was a pitcher, but I forgot his name. Not Ching Ming Wong because he wasn't that great. Oh my gosh. I'll, I can't tell you. Uh hold on. Let me uh let's see. Yankees. Let's see how this works. Uh, let me do I do I Wikipedia? Wiki, Wikipedia Yankees. Oh my god, that's really funny. It just went right to it. I'm trying to think. He was the guy. It was the 96. Let me see. So core four. Bah, bah, bah. I wish they could just find like the time of when they won it. Ugh. I'm I'm drawing his hit. He was everywhere. Oh, let me see. Yankees roster 96. Can I find that? Let me see. Yeah, this is this is sorry, people. That for those that are listening, I'm currently trying to find what this picture was because I remember I used to like all of like my uncles would be wearing his jersey. You know, when you go to like your local models, they got the jersey. Yeah, he would be like the main jersey that everybody uh buys. Yankees. I'm I'm just Yankees. Ninety. 1996 roster. Let's try this. Okay, here we go. Kevin, can you find it? This is this going to be a very, very good starting pitchers. Oh, my God. Here we go. No, that's not him. Oh, this is going to be very frustrating. Let me try one more thing. I'm going to try one more thing. So to all those that are listening, Kevin is currently trying to find the this one Asian pitcher, pitcher. this one Asian pitcher from the, the from the New the York Yankees, Yankees in which they've had plenty of. Yes, which is like literally trying to find a needle in the haystack. But I know that I can do it. Here we go. Hideki Aramu. I remember. There it is. Boom. You remember? You had to look his name up. I know it took so long. I don't know why it took so long, but literally, finally found him. He had like a fun nickname, uh, but I just remember he was doing his thing for the Yankees. I know he wasn't the greatest of the pitchers, but, you know, he was out here. But yes, so sorry about that, everyone, for the delay. Everyone who listens to this podcast will be like, wow, we just waited for like five minutes for Kevin to find Hideki Yo, so Rabu. I got a great story about Red Sox Yankees. So after uh, the infamous 2004 season, which the Red Sox broke the curse. 
um, the following year, opening day was against the New York Yankees. Um, my dad at the time was doing very well in his construction company, like he still is today. Um, and put money down to get tickets. He calls me and it's like mm-hmm. high school as high school. Yeah. It was my freshman year of high school. And he goes, do you hear that number? I'm like, yeah. He goes, forget it. I'm like, all right. Don't remember the number anymore. Um, but he paid really good money for opening day tickets for us to go watch the Red Sox Yankees. And they announced the lineups. Everyone gets their rings, all that fun jazz. Mariano Rivera comes up and they announce his name. Everyone in Fenway starts cheering for Mariano. And mm-hmm. I remember asking my dad, I'm like, why? Why? Like, he's a Yankee. No, no one likes him. It was the simple fact that he was the one that gave up the two run shot in game four that opened the gate for the Red Sox to come back and win. And oh my I'm like, gosh. that is. It's it was beautiful. It was hysterical. Um, Red Sox ended up winning, which was great. Um, but it was I just remember that it's one of the be- best things ever. It was so much fun to go. Um, my dad actually got had taken a bunch of pictures while we were there, and blew them up into a a six by three poster that he has in his office. It is still one of the coolest things in the world. Uh, I'll remember that till the day I'm dead. Like it was so much fun. Um, all right, let's jump, jump into hockey. We're getting kind of close yes. to where we should be cutting time here shortly. Yes. Um, hockey. This should be quick. College hockey is UNH for me, where I went to school for two years, University of New Hampshire. Um, they have the biggest hockey rink for college. It's Olympic size technically. So a lot of teams that come there only play on a professional size rink, which is a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so the team is, can move around a little better. Uh, they're they're okay. They were really good years ago with Van Riemsdyk um, and a few other pretty decent players, but haven't been the same. Hopefully this year they turn around. They got a new coach from last last year, and um, with the COVID season they did decent. Um, I remember when we were in West Virginia, they actually played UMass Lowell, and if they had won the game, they were going to go to the Frozen Four, and my buddy and I were going to go to the Frozen Four to watch that game. Yeah, well, they didn't go, but that's that would be my college team, professional team. Bruins don't really care go. too much. Like <laughs> they, they do, they do stuff. I listen to the sports hub and back home and listen to them complain about everything they do. I'm like, cool. Uh, everyone I know on that team is basically gone, besides Bergeron, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I mm-hmm. I literally don't know hockey enough to say anything more than that. Yeah, so same here. I'll be honest, I don't watch college hockey, never really have, never had an interest, but so I'll put a pass on that one. But my favorite team, yes, I'm in, I'm from New Jersey. You think I'd be a Devils fan? I am a New York Rangers fan. So around here, again, tri-state area, you are either a Devils fan or you're a Rangers fan or you're probably somewhere on Long Island and maybe an Islanders fan. So for me, I became a Rangers fan because of an opportunity that I got thanks to my mom at work. So my mom, for those that don't know, was a nurse for about 30 plus years in New York City in the ER. Uh, Recently retired on New Year's Eve this past uh, December. 
So uh, when she used to work in Brooklyn, there was a gentleman there where he would give some free tickets to some of the nurses. So my mom became friends with the person that was doing this. So we got to go to some like different shows. I didn't go to the shows that I really wasn't interested, but uh, the person that was friends with my mom knew that I'm a big sports fan. So one time I remember I got to go to New York Liberty, got to watch a New York Liberty game. And then this other time I got to go to New York City to go to MSG to be a stick kid for the Rangers. So I uh, had this amazing opportunity. So we got to go to MSG early. They brought us up into like the penthouse restaurant that's in MSG. We had a meal that was completely comped on uh, on them because I was the stick kid. I got to go get a free Rangers jersey. I got to go sit in front of the glass with this other kid. And then after, before each quarter, I'm sorry, each quarter, each uh, period, we got to go bump fists with all the players. So I got to meet like Mark Messier, Mark Richter, Eric Lindros, Brian Leach, all those cool guys over there. And I remember we got to fill their Gatorade water bottles with like water. I remember one guy, he's like, hey, buddy, you need to put hot water and cold water in this one because he likes it that way. Other one just wanted Gatorade. The other one just wanted cold water. So we got to be there. We got to carry some of the, their sticks to the, to where they have their extra stick area. I remember I got to like, I was a big fan of Pavel Bure, who just got like sent to the Rangers that year. Um, the game they were playing was against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They faced uh, Martin St. Louis th- that day. And I remember he got smashed right into the glass that was right in front of us and the glass actually cracked. So it was so cool. So from that point on, I was always just following the Rangers because of that moment. And for that, that's how I'm a Rangers fan. People think I should be a Devils fan because I'm in New Jersey, but no, Uh, that special moment, thanks to my mom's work friend to allow me to do that. uh, That's also kind of the catalyst, how I wanted to work into sports because of the fact that I got to be so close to the action. I was like, this is like really, really cool. That's awesome. So yeah. All right. Let's touch on the last bit of this here. Uh, so Kevin threw this category in as miscellaneous sports. Yes. So this is just absolutely one that, that, you know, we, we like that not every single human being in the world has a passion for or follows uh, yes. like the other sports absolutely. we've already mentioned. So, yes. So I'll, I will preface, uh, this one team is I put it because it's different. Uh, nobody really talks about them. Um, but before I go into them, one of my favorite other teams that I have to highlight is I'm a huge Yukon women's basketball fan. Uh, I wanted to go to Yukon just because of them. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi and all those ladies. I love them with all my life. Cause I just thought they were just so good. They're one of some of my favorite basketball players. So Yukon basketball, I wanted to go to UConn just because of them. They're one of my favorites. They showed how basketball is to be played. Um, They make some of the guys look silly. I just think they're absolutely fantastic. But this team that I want to highlight is is a team that you would know if you grew up in the early 2000s like I did. Um, They were featured on a little ESPN show called Streetball that would come on at like 11 o'clock at night on ESPN2. And I'm talking about the N1 Mixtape Tour. 
honestly, if you grew up in the early 2000s, it was big clothes, big, big shorts, and it was having the handles of the best street Somehow ball players in the world. The basketball in between yes. dribbling the ball between your legs. Don't even matter if on. it maybe in real life, it probably could have been a travel, but I loved watching those guys. I just thought that they were a lot of fun to watch. It was something different. If you loved basketball, it was such, it was a different game of basketball. It was to not only win the game, but it was to entertain. And I know watching back, I watched back the whole series during COVID. Like I found it all on YouTube. And when you like look back at it and just seek the whole type of deal, like how they were trying to change the game of street ball. Um, I just really, really loved how they just made it fun. And that's what basketball is at the end of the day. You know, if you love basketball, basketball was fun. Uh, I loved all the players on there, hot sauce and headache and fun fact. My favorite player is go get it, which is the name that is technically on my and gave me the idea for my tattoo on my left arm. If for those that don't know and don't have the video version of this, I have a tattoo on my left arm of a hand reaching to the heavens and under it says, go get it till it's gone. And I got that from the basketball player, Tony Jones, AKA go get it because he mentioned in a streetball episode that, you know, he would go after his dreams until they were gone and that he would go get it till his legs were gone, go get it till his knees were gone. And I just love that saying so much that I wanted to get it tatted on me. So, yes. So that's my little thing. Shout out to the street ballers out there. Whoever loved the M1 mixtape tour, you know, I mean, some of your favorite basketball players were based off of some of those guys. Skip to my Lou. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, skip to my Lou, you know, a lot of those guys watched those N1 mixtape players when they were younger. So it's pretty crazy how the game has definitely been changing. We went from wanting to break somebody's ankles and watch them fall to be Steph Curry and shoot threes from like half court. Uh, But yeah, that is mine. A little miscellaneous. So Merritt, you want to go ahead and talk about what your miscellaneous team is, sir? Sure. So mine isn't just a team. Mine is an actual sport. Um, So New England, East Coast, New York, down to Lake Maryland um, and slowly spreading throughout the United States. Uh, is the sport of lacrosse. I started playing this this game when I was in fourth grade. I played baseball for three years and hated it. It was miserable, you know, being a kid that young, like you're standing in an outfield, no one's going to hit the ball that far. Like, come on, (laughs) let's be honest. Um, Literally, my parents and I drove by a field near my house um, a couple different times and saw these kids running around with helmets, pads, and sticks. No idea what the sport is. Um, and kind of kept talking and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm, this would be a lot of fun. I'm not really a fan of baseball. I don't really enjoy standing there in the outfield, um, and throwing a ball in every 20 tries. Um, so I quit baseball and picked up lacrosse and it was honestly one of the best sports I've ever played in my life. Like I'll still say this, I will still prefer to play basketball over lacrosse uh, to the day I die, but lacrosse is so much fun to play. If you are athletic or if you can just, you know, move slightly a little bit like here and there, like make these little moves 
correctly or you're a big, powerful human being that just can go right through people, man, this sport is perfect for you. Um, it teaches you a lot. It's a lot of hand-eye coordination. It is a lot of mobility. It's also a lot of thinking on your feet because, you know, plays will change in a moment's notice. Like you can be on a fast break, defender slide right up in front of you. You're like, oh boy, what am I doing? Like it, it split second, you know, like all sports are split seconds decisions, but like this is one where you can actually get hurt. I've walked off of lacrosse fields with concussions. I broke my foot playing lacrosse. Um, I've done plenty of things, popped my knee out, done shoulder injuries, elbows, hands. I come into the high school every after games and my teachers be like, did you, what happened to you? And my arms would all be bruised because of just getting hit. Um, but straight up best game out there for anyone that's, you know, young kid that doesn't like baseball. I uh, wants to try something different. I would hundred percent give them a lacrosse stick and have at it. It's so much fun. You'll enjoy it. Um, even if you're not that good, like I was not that good at this sport. There's a lot of people a heck of a lot better than me. Um, but it opens a lot of doors. I had an opportunity before I broke my foot um, in high school to go play down in Hofstra, which is now 45 minutes from where I live. Um, awesome. But it didn't work out that way. I broke my foot, lost every opportunity. But you know what? That's okay. Um, it wasn't meant to be. I'm very happy with my situation of getting to go to West Virginia instead of playing basketball there. Um, that's a whole nother story. I, I can talk about that podcast a lot on another podcast is for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my spiel. Um, Kevin, you got anything else before you wrap us up? Um, honestly, it was, this was a fun episode. what do you think? Did you like this type of theme? I thought it was cool I, because it's something different. You know, uh, I think it was another way for our listeners to get to know us. And I agree. This is, this has been a good episode. I think this is fun. Um, like you said, get people to know us a little bit more. Um, you know, like I said, we are working on figuring out why our first episode is not out there yet. Don't worry. It will be, this one might be split up into two. We don't know. I have to see how long we've been recording for. I know we always record like literally two hours worth of content, which is fine some, because yeah. then I, then we got a couple extra episodes, so we might be splitting this up people. Um, if you're hearing this, then yeah, I will uh, make another potentially another episode with this to be part two a and b we'll figure it out but kevin yes. how about you wrap us up boy for all our listeners listeners out there for merit and myself thank you good night and as they say out there got to be we will see you guys next week and we'll let you know next week whenever we have a topic dude want to say thank you to all of the people on instagram that have given us some suggestions. I think if anything, Merritt, maybe we'll start off with that next week to talk about what maybe the, some of those subjects that they gave us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you everyone. Good night. And we'll see you next week.